every part of growth in your life is going to come with change. It's not pain. Pain is how you calibrate it. You will have to grow. It's a universal law. Everything that takes growth will stretch you. If you're in business or in life and you want to get somewhere else and you don't think you're going to have some level of discomfort, you won't move. It's not even a timism. <laughs> like this is the same as gravity. Do you remember when you're at school and they used to give participation awards? Like, you did a great effort. Even though you were dead last, you did great. Here's a certificate. They do that in all sports now. Oh, my daughter got one yesterday, literally. Tell her to do better. Now, <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because I want to talk today about effort. And in a business, we overvalue effort. And I want to talk a little bit about this because it's very important in terms of at some stage, you're going to have to address effort versus outcome. And when we have companies that come in and work with us, Lana, we, we talk a lot about, is there enough effort into a strategy? So they're trying to fix a growth problem, or they're trying to build their company to a different way, or they're trying to find better staff, whatever it is, right? There's a whole myriad of things that happen in an SME during the first $10 million in revenue journey. Now, First thing we always look at is, what's the strategy? Does it make sense at the time? Great. Now, what is the volume of effort that goes into it? Because that's generally one of the big things that lack in SMEs is they just don't do enough effort into a particular strategy. Before everyone just flicks off, we know you're trying hard. What we're talking about is real efforts into an area to see what happens. Now, the problem with the effort is, as I said about Nigel's daughter that she needs to try harder is we celebrate from an early age is just give it your best effort. And that's okay. But that's not how you get great results. Good effort should lead to where am I deficient? Because we know there's enough volume in the experiment being the effort. Now what do I need to change to start mastering this and get an outcome? And this is a very difficult one because it's a little bit counterintuitive to what teachers, parents, and the community would have us believe from an early early age, which is the same with you, Lana. Like, you did a great effort. Well, as someone who got Certificate of Merit in mathematics in high school, yes, effort is more about the learning. So you encourage young children because with encouragement, they're going to do more effort and therefore learn better. It's once you're an adult or in business, once you've done your effort, you've had your learning, what you don't want to do is keep doing effort and keep learning. At some point, you want to flip it and actually get a result that will drive you to get more results. Yeah, and that's and, and much as we're a little bit funny around telling Nigel's daughter to do better, there's got to be a, a form of encouragement to want to try an activity, something that's new, something that you're doing before. So if we look at it in a business context, it might be a new sales strategy, it might be a new product or service that you're offering. So you have to actually enjoy trying and learning a new skill. But at some point, you actually have to start seeing an outcome. Without the outcome, you're not really acting professionally. And this is a major, major problem in people's lives. They still reward themselves for effort, which is fine initially because you're learning a new skill. But unless you start getting an outcome that you can see is changing, a tangible outcome from that effort, why would you keep doing the same amount of efforts? So just because I run 
around the block 50 times doesn't ever mean I'm going to run a marathon. doesn't matter how much effort I go to every day I get up, run around the block. It's not going to turn me into a marathon runner, right? And so this happens in business a lot and we see it every single day, which is people going, I did this many efforts and go, that's fine, but that was the tool to get you started. Why haven't you adjusted? And people look blankly. What do you mean? But I'm still doing the effort. Yeah, yeah. Effort is a training tool. You have to get a certain amount of volume to learn a skill or to see if something will work. But if you notice that all this effort's leading to nowhere, there's no actual evidence that things are improving, why haven't you adjusted? The great clients that we see, they start on effort and they see, let's say they do 100 phone calls. They see of those 100 phone calls, what actually got me to the next phase? What was the type of client who answered my call? What was the sort of client who wanted to meet with me? What was the sort of customer who decided to purchase? And they take those 100 efforts and they might do 100 more, but to that particular person or client or individual. So they take their effort to get the result and they keep refining because they know that eventually two efforts will get them the same result as those initial 100. And that's the optimization that we're talking about where effort is very, very important, but you have to learn from it and you have to take action from it. Otherwise, you're just doing the same thing. You're yeah. hamster wheeling it. Yeah, and the challenge people have is giving up too early. So they're doing some efforts and then things are happening because they're subtle. So there are small changes and you can see things evolving and it's the process might be working. So this is the point where you have to really analyze what should be happening. What is an indicator that your efforts are making a difference? Because sometimes it just needs time to marinate. Sometimes you do need to just do a lot of things for a longer period of time to start getting that critical mass. And this is the balance between, I guess, good and great performers, which is can you see when things are changing and what does that actually mean? How are you analyzing your performance in a certain part of your life? If it was saving for a house, well, that's an easy one, isn't it? You've got an amount and you can track, is it growing? If you say, I'm going to a lot of effort to save for a house, great. What's happened over the last month? Well, I haven't saved any money. Great. So you're going to a lot of effort, but there's no actual tangible result. It's the same in business. And obviously, that's a really basic example. But this happens in business all the time. People kid themselves that they're progressing because they're getting tired of doing the same thing, but nothing's actually happening. And this is also where you can start to make your mark as a business owner or an employee or whatever you want to achieve in life is you have to know what you're trying to achieve. And you have to keep adjusting while you put in the effort that's going to give you enough evidence to change at the right amount of time or change in the right amount of speed. So by when, this should be happening. If this is working, we should see this, whatever that is. Most people have no idea how to make those adjustments. They believe that effort should be rewarded. So this comes back to getting a certificate of merit. Lana? No, no, I'm joking. You're not. But, but this is the point, right? The school wanted to encourage you that you should still do mathematics because it's important and obviously it is important. So at that time, there are people at a different ability level or have different experience. So they give you something to help you continue the effort, which is important. But at some stage, you have to realize, well, how do I get better at mathematics? What are my test results showing? Am I actually moving in the curve? So if I'm your parent at the time, I'm looking at well, you're doing a lot of effort. Why aren't you getting any better at your test? And it might be because it's the wrong learning style. It might be the teacher's hopeless. It might be 
Lana's actually not doing much time. She's just sitting in front of her books. She's just very good at sitting there, whatever it is as an example. But this is the point. It sounds really silly when we're talking about it out loud, but we see this all the time, don't we? Like literally people refuse to make adjustments by themselves. They wait for someone to say, don't you think you should be doing this? And then you realize that where is your real value if you can't self-adjust? They get very comfortable in the doing, in the busyness of I'm doing my job because I'm doing efforts. I'm doing my job because I'm busy as opposed to your job should be performance-based and outcome-focused and how you get to those results is up to you. You've just decided to be busy as opposed to be smart. Absolutely. And that's, you see where people hit their peak ability, which is I've got to a point where I'm prepared to do the efforts, but I'm not prepared to challenge myself because I'm not getting the results. So I'm looking externally for answers. And this is a massive challenge for us all as leaders of companies, people who own businesses and things like that, because we've also got to challenge ourselves. Why isn't my company reaching the point in where I want it to go? What do I need to adjust? It's not about pushing this all onto your employees or pushing this all onto whoever it is. This is about why aren't you progressing and what do you have to address? How can I have that self-awareness that things aren't happening? I'm working really hard because, Lana, we talk about this all the time. Every one of our clients in the performance consultancy comes in going, I've been doing this for many years and I work so hard. And we celebrate that. But deep down, we're thinking, great, so you're a perfect person who can't adjust when you see something's not working. If not, you wouldn't be here. And I know we spoke on another podcast about finding your inner weirdo and your authentic self and replicating others. And that is really where this comes from, is the idea that hard work means it's the right work. Hard work is what should be rewarded. And it's something that we do over time get out of our clients, which is doing hard work is wonderful if it's got a result. But if you're just grinding, if you're hustling, if you're doing your thing, but the result's not coming, there's a really big problem because you're missing the fundamental optimization, which is what we're talking about. What you're doing is not working, but you're feeling good because you're feeling busy. What we want to do is get you- You're hiding there. You're hiding. We want to get you less busy with more results because then you get time with family, time with friends, time with a life. But you have to want that and you have to want to not be buried in your business to hide from stuff. Yeah, it's a really good thought for people who are out there who are really busy and actually ask themselves, so with all the busyness you are doing, what are your actual results? And don't get me wrong, there are times in a business where some of the stuff you're doing feels like treading water or you're on a hamster wheel. It takes some time to marinate. But at some stage, you have to be working out, well, is this really progressing me in any facet of my life? So this is why we're always focused on numbers. We track efforts in our sales. We track efforts in all the strategies in our business. We have data points showing us, well, First of all, are we doing enough effort? Great. If that's a tick, then what can be refined to get a better result down the track of whatever strategy that is? That's high performance, which is identifying the weak point in any sort of supply chain. How do we then get people who are caught in this hamster wheel to start (laughs) being better? And and what do you do? When you see people that are, are literally repeating the same thing over and over again and feel like, well, that's all I need to do. I guess this is the difference from going from a very, very average performance to someone who's a great performer because this is really that gap, isn't it? 
for me personally, and it'll shock you all to know that I talk with them because when you can't adjust, when you have to stay where you are, there's a mental block going on. And I'm very good at reading people. And I actually had this with someone in our team recently, and we would talk every single week just to get through what their block was. Now, we'll say we're eight weeks into just chatting, just breaking down problems, getting stuff out of their head, and they're nailing their role. They're really, really achieving. And it was simply by talking through where their block was, getting out all the excuses of why it wasn't working, why they needed different support, that they were able to actually, for themselves, pinpoint where their result was in the effort, ignore all the other efforts and focus on that for a short period. Then they started to see the results. And it's just like when you have a newborn baby, you make them sleep to a schedule so that they get more sleep. Same thing happens. As you start to get results, you get buoyed by, you get motivated, you want to get more results. And performers, when they can get out of their own head and see where the result is, they'll go for it. Some people need external help, which is where I come in. Some people, like you, Tim, it's all internal. You need a hit on the head to sort of get out of your own way, but then you're motivated by your own drive. And that's what you need to find. I think it comes down to a simple question that if you find yourself not getting results, ask yourself what's not happening. And some people can't do that. Well, now they've listened to this, they can. It's a simple question. (laughs) Just call me and we'll chat. It's fine. Definitely don't do that. But (laughs) what's not happening? Mm. And so if people know their outcome, so this is what I'm trying to achieve because most people, once it starts getting difficult, tend they don't know their outcome. What do you need to achieve? So you need to step back and have a look at What do we actually want to achieve from this amount of focus and effort? Great. What is the now, the thing that is most important about achieving that? Great. Are you doing it? Yes or no? What are you doing to fix the current problem to get you to the next step in your plan? And I think a lot of people, and this is where you start seeing people drop off, is once they get challenged, they find a way to make everything difficult. And they start bringing in all the external and they make sure that it's a big mess so they can't confront the question, I don't know what to do next. And this is exactly why elite teams have got coaches and health professionals and sports psychologists. And if I was to say to you, your team trained really well, but they didn't win a game. That's exactly what we're talking about. They put in the effort, but they didn't get a result. Perfect analogy because it's about winning the game, not being great trainers. Absolutely. (laughs) And so- you as a supporter of whatever team or tennis or whatever it might be, you would not be happy if who you're supporting didn't win. Bring it back to your business. It's why sports teams and performance professionals surround themselves with people who can call them out, people who can say, this is what we're doing, this is the plan, and push them further. It's why you have a personal trainer. They will push you to a level that you won't push yourself if you don't have the ability to do it internally. Totally. So if you need that, and this is an interesting thing, I know a lot of people, a lot of friends that work for big companies, for instance, they're employees of big companies. Now, I've always wondered, well, if I was an employee of a big company, how would I get ahead? How would I be, how would I get to the top? And I would sit there and say, why haven't I, why haven't I got myself a career coach? Why haven't I got myself a mentor in different areas of my career? Why haven't I got someone who can help me with the progress of how to get where I want to go? Why am I not treating my career like a business? surrounding it with all the things I need to do. Where most people go into a career and go, oh, I, 
I was offered an opportunity. That's nice. You can professionalize everything to get a better result, but it's confronting that, isn't it? It's about working out really where am I deficient again and how do I fix that? Because most people get angry because they feel they're working so hard and then someone else might get promoted in front of them or might get a different opportunity or might get headhunted because what they don't realize is people value the outcome. People value the 1% that are looking for a way to navigate when things aren't working. That's what makes a great performer. It's how they adjust when things aren't working, not when things are easy to get to. So if you do enough efforts, we get this outcome. Great. That's a commodity business. When it's you do enough efforts, you need to adjust and use your thinking, your experience, and you need to find different ways, and then you can get a result. Those people are the most valuable in any business because they will find a way to get to the outcome. And this is the whole point in SMEs. Most of them that we meet that don't really get the momentum going is because as soon as they do a lot of effort and they don't get an outcome, they just keep doing the same effort and wait to see what will change. And nothing ever changes. Because a lot of people don't want to change. A lot of people are quite happy to keep doing what they're doing. And anyone who listens to this and says, you know what, I put an effort and I changed and I got more results, that's really positive. It's not that simple mentally to be able to do it because what you're pretty much doing is admitting that you were wrong, that there's a better way and that you're going to commit to that better way. For you and me, Tim, we've been wrong so many times that we love it because that's how we grow. We had an idea. We took it down a path. There was a better path along the way. We then took the new path, but that's technically being wrong. Disagree, but yes, continue on. I believe that is the path, but yeah. (laughs) Absolutely, it is the path. And this is what I'm trying to get at is you changing direction, you changing how you think is not a bad thing. There's no linear path. No, it's all about growth. It's all about being better. You want a certificate of merit to get into mathematics because that was the drive that you needed? Wonderful. Or do you need the certificate of distinction? in psychology, to know that that's the direction that you want to go down in life. Everyone's motivated by different things. What you have to do as an individual is be aware of what you're motivated by. Because once you find what you're motivated by, if you're not motivated by results, you have to find something else that's linked to that result. Yeah. It's people who um, value trophies, (laughs) which is the big thing, right? Which is why do you need external validation? Oh, that's right. Because deep down you unsure if you're doing the right thing. Everyone loves some recognition, right? But it's when that actually changes your emotional state. You got to ask yourself, what am I actually missing out on? What am I not doing? And I was thinking of a good sort of analogy for this and, and how we see every single day. It's like if you wanted to lose weight and you decided I'm doing nothing at the moment, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the gym every day. And so you go to the gym every day and you get a little bit of result. Things are starting to feel better. You're still feeling healthy from going to the gym and you do it. And the first month is great. You start to feel a few little kilos fall off and you're feeling stronger and more energetic and then you hit a plateau. And so what you just keep doing is the same routine over and over and over again and nothing happens. You've hit a plateau. You still lost a couple of kilos, whatever it is, and you're doing the same thing. You go, why won't more fall off? Why is it not working anymore? I'll just keep doing the same thing over and over again. And that sounds ridiculous, right? Everyone listening in going, but you need to look at your diet. You need to look at changing up your routine. You need to look at 
doing this. You could change your trainer. You could do this. You could change the times. You could change the length of training. You could change the resistance. There's a thousand variables. Simple, right? But then when we get to people in their businesses and they use the same analogy, they try a few things on their new sales funnel, they get a couple of results, then it plateaus and they do the same thing over and over again, waiting for some magical thing to rechange because it worked once. That's not mastery. That's not finding a way to get around that current hurdle. Just because something worked in the past, that might have been it. Now we have to move on. Now we have to put effort and try different experiments. It is about continuous progressive growth if you have ambition to grow a business or frankly your personal life. We're all experts in what everyone else is doing and we can tell everyone at the gym, this is what you're doing wrong. It's when we get to ourselves and our own business that it starts to become interesting because if I tell you that you're doing efforts but you're not getting results, you'll probably get offended because you're doing the effort. It's not your fault. What we're saying is actually it's you have to be doing everything input to get the output. That's what actually matters. You bring up an interesting point because I think that's where the magic happens is it's what you consider effort. So I think a lot of people consider effort something that they can tangibly see or repeat. Real effort is when you can commit to the space you don't know yet. So I know that something's not happening here. So my effort is to educate myself, delve into it, spend time on it in something that I don't know, not the thing that I do know. So I think a lot of people who do effort continue to repeat effort in something they're comfortable with, which is just stupid. The effort is only starts when you're doing something that you haven't done before. That's progress. And this is the only thing that really annoys me anytime where we're doing sort of performance-based things is seeing people who believe they're working hard because they won't answer the question, but are you working hard at the thing that's not working? That's the only thing that counts because that's the next step to growth. And I think most people don't get that in life in general. And this is a very bitter pill to swallow for a lot of people. If we look around at your situation right now, what's not where you want it to be or not on a pathway to get there? Because no offense, most of you have probably big ambition and you're probably on a pathway there. But what are the things that aren't working right now? And it's not because of the time required and the continual effort in that area, but it's working. The momentum's just building. But what's actually not working and you're just repeating the same thing? Maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a friendship, maybe it's a health routine. But if you're not looking and analyzing at these things and changing, what do you expect to happen? And we had this situation years ago now in the agency, and we had someone who was doing sales and going through all the documentation, we realized that their sales process was putting me in front to close the sale. And that wasn't conducive to my time because I had to be doing other things. And what I ended up doing is taking sales away from this person and doing them myself because the effort was there, but the outcome wasn't being achieved. Which is something we need to address, right? Because a problem Alana and I had is as soon as someone fails in their position, let's help them out. That was one of the attributes of our earlier management style is support everyone and help them with their gaps, which up to a point, it's right. At some point, they're the wrong person. And this person was definitely yeah, the wrong they, person. They should have been, we should have got rid of that person or changed their whole role because mm-hmm. they were not performing nor wanted to delve into to the learning of how do I make myself better in that position. And that was the important thing there is that there was no interest in getting better. 
I'm going to do this role, I'm going to do the effort, but really the effort is about getting someone else to do the effort and get the outcome. Yeah, I'm going to manage the role even though it's my responsibility to create a result. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And me who's got, you know, my 10,000 hours in sales, not a problem. I can close a sale, eyes closed, but that wasn't the point. The point was that I could get a result so I was put in to get the result as opposed to this person whose job it was to get the result, achieving it. And it's something that we all have to look at in our own businesses, ourselves, our employees, our team members. If they're not getting the result, what's going on with the efforts? Have a look. Is it in the wrong place? Is it the wrong person? Is it the wrong timing? What are you going to do as the leader of the business to get that result? at the end of the day that's your job i remember um when we were training in martial arts we used to play with different variables so assume you can't use your legs now and so the other person could use their arms and legs and you could only use your arms how would you deal with that situation how do you keep throwing up variables that make you change the current effort that's working and find another way to that pathway and this is what you're talking about there which is how do i change variables or see the people who adjust to a change in variables economic conditions change how have they changed markets changed how have they adjusted sales strategies not work anymore how have they adjusted we see it a lot a lot of rejections based on something how are they changing their approach they're reaching out to people not getting a response how many times have you changed the email whatever it is it is so obvious for people who refuse to evolve And that's where you have to either nurture or replace. Because without that, that part of your business will not get to where it needs to go. We used to have a phrase in baseball. I remember one of our coaches made us stick it on our bathroom um, mirror so we'd see it every day, which is if what you did yesterday still looks big to you, you haven't done much today. And it was about stop thinking about the past, be consistent about today and what you need to evolve to. We don't care if you hit a home run yesterday. It's now, how do you perform today? And it's that constant, maybe that's where I got brainwashed, Lana. <laughs> Just thinking about it now. The amount hmm. of times you say that to me, that's yeah. where it came from. Yeah. And these, these guys were very much into thinking forward and people who rest on their laurels. So I got a big result in the business last quarter. So what? That doesn't give you the right for the rest of the year to hang your hat on that. That was last quarter. And remember, everyone out there, this is, we're talking about high performance. In most businesses, that's enough. But when you want to push and you want to strive and you want to get the most out of life, you want to get the most out of your business, you should always be looking forward to how to do things better, differently. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy what you've achieved, by the way. I'm not saying diminish your achievements. That's part of the fun. But this is important, isn't it, Lana? Because it's not really the majority of humans, how they behave. No. And I know that we're talking about sales here, but another great example is if you've got systems and processes and you're making them better and you're building them, You're going to have people who lose their minds when things aren't right. And you're going to have people who, one of the guys in our team says, the problem is the solution. As soon as there's a problem, it's that key instrument to fix it, to get better, to find a way around it. And they see any issues as a really big positive. It's the same thing when we talk about efforts. It doesn't have to be in sales and doesn't have to be in growth. It's in every part of your business that's going to make it better. And it's in every part of being a person that's going to make you better. If you're wrong or if you mess up, do you fall to pieces or do you look at this as that opportunity, as you say, to 
be better tomorrow. And it's, it is a very big mindset, I believe, that to have experienced the fact that the worst can happen and you're still here, that's how you continue to go forward. That's how you feel that the efforts being put in get you to the results. If people haven't had this experience, when the worst thing happens, that's when they fall apart. That's when they can't keep going because the world has ended. Yeah, and that might be where you need to put your efforts, which is it might be in reinforcing your emotional ability to step up when you've had a a bad day, a bad week, a bad quarter. What is it that you need to change? Because it shouldn't be emotional. A lot of people, I think, once they've gone to a lot of effort and don't get a result they want, it almost drains their emotional battery. It almost stops them from wanting to try again. But go, who gave you the right? Who gave you the right just because you went to effort and didn't get a result to stop? This game is about finding the solution. So you did enough effort. The solution wasn't there. Adjust. Where most people go, oh, I didn't get the solution. I'll do the same thing again. We'll see if that works. And sometimes it might need more effort. But you have to be the one that recognizes when there's a diminishing return on your effort for solution. So I see this all the time with new businesses. They're doing so much activity to try and get their sales up, but they don't adjust at all. They're just doing what they see everyone else doing and go, well, I'm finding it hard to get people who want to speak to me and go, yeah, because it's hopeless. Your effort should be on looking at how do I fix this? You still need to do the activity, but you also need to keep adjusting and trying new things. If you're not doing that, you will not win. Or worse, they keep adjusting without giving the effort the chance to get the result. Exactly. And this is the balance around experience. And for all of those of you who are new to business, and you'll understand this, there's an experience curve that you're going to have. For all of you who've got established businesses out there and you might be going through a new growth period or you need to rechange your whole business, whatever it is, you've probably experienced this a hundred times. You've probably seen it a hundred times. So you don't get as worked up about when things don't work. You realize how good we are at adjusting as soon as we identify that this isn't working. It's not about doing more of the things that don't work. It's that whole thing. Dig up, stupid. You can't keep digging and wanting to get up. You have to stop and work out how to get back up. It's such simple logic, but it is, it's never done well. And it's amazing because there's a psychology to it, which is people who aren't even getting what they want still refuse to change how they behave. And so why do you think that is from your experience? What does your brain say? Most, let's say, say clients, why don't they change? I think because most people prefer the certainty of where they are than the uncertainty of what might be. We've got silly sayings like the grass is always greener on the other side, as in you shouldn't look over the other side because, you know, it always looks green and go, well, why don't you go and have a look? Like, what, is there a problem with that? It's not about being greedy. It's not about you know, being jealous. That's taken in wrong context. It's about, well, I wonder if it is. Maybe I'll see for myself. And that idea of be careful what you wish for, I know we've spoken about it before, but one of my first clients at the agency was a very high-powered lawyer going out doing his own thing. And he came into my office, which at the time I think it was $600 a month, not particularly big. We could fit three desks in there. Yep. And he came in and said, one day you will wish to be back here. And me, you know, 22, I was like, that's very cute. I'm going to be a high-powered businesswoman trying to stop me. And to this day, I drive past that office and I think, God, that was fun. Yeah. 
And I do not wish to be back there, no. by the way. <laughs> he was wrong. <laughs> he was wrong. But you're right. There is a nostalgia to it and there is a comfortability around other people's experience around it's simple. Mm. It's a simpler life. You could go back there because you know so much now, which is everything you were talking about. Well, you wouldn't know so much now if you hadn't experienced it all before. With growth comes pain of learning, pain of failing, pain of getting better. But you wouldn't be where you are if you hadn't started in that tiny little office with three desks. Yeah, and it's not pain. It's stupidity, right? No, so stupid. Like it's not pain. Any. <laughs> this is the thing. We actually have to start understanding that every part of growth in your life is going to come with change. It's not pain. Pain is how you calibrate it. And this is the point, which is you will have to grow. Even if you go to the gym and do heavy weights to get bigger muscles, the byproduct of that is pain. You're in pain as the muscle's growing. It's a universal law. Everything that takes growth will stretch you. Stretching as a byproduct will be maybe emotional strain. It might be physical strain. It might be whatever it is. This is an, a universal law. And so if you're in business or in life and you want to get somewhere else and you don't think you're going to have some level of discomfort, you won't move. It's not even a timism. <laughs> like this is not, this is a universal, this is the same as gravity. You need to go through that. And as soon as you calibrate that this is just the journey, this is what is business, this is what is life, you're going to stop worrying about that stuff. You're just going to do more of what works for you. So for those of you who are out there and working really hard and it feels like you're doing a lot of effort but you don't quite have the results you want yet, don't beat yourself up. If you're hearing this and saying, I think I'm one of those people who's not adjusting fast enough, think about what you're doing. Think about what should be the results of your efforts. Think about the indicators that will start to change when things are working. If you're finding that the things that you're trying to achieve nothing indicates that you're getting closer to it, then you need to start looking at the adjustment in the strategy, not the adjustment in effort. Because at the, at the end of the day, all that we have is the outcomes in which we can achieve. All we have is the outcomes in which are the result of our efforts. If the effort's a lot and the results aren't there, we adjust. If the efforts are there and the results are starting to come, we keep doing it, if not more. But the thing that drives you mad is if you do the effort, you know it's not leading to your outcome, and you fail to make that adjustment, even though it could be hard, even though it will challenge you, but in that moment will determine the success and outcomes of the next stage of your business and life. Lana, Nigel, great to chat. Let's do it all again next week. Well, that's the show for this week. Thanks for listening. And of course, if you head on over to backable.ai, you can access all the downloadables we've put together. Now, if you want to stay up to date with all things Backable and Philodomo, then make sure to join our Facebook group and follow us on one or all of the platforms you can find in the show description below. As always, if you have enjoyed this week's podcast, please don't forget to like, subscribe and leave a review. That's all from us for now. Have a great week and we look forward to speaking with you next week. Bye.